This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. I'm the Communications Coordinator at Go Eco Waikato Environment Centre. We are an advocate for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. Hepuna Kōrero shares the mahi of our team who work in biodiversity, transport, kai and enterprise projects with climate action and honouring titiriti underpinning all of that. No wiki, last week on the podcast, Sarita and Michael spoke about the problems of our current food system, inspired us with how it could be, and shared the local seed and food growing solutions of our mahi. You can whokarongo, listen to that podcast from freefm.org.nz or from your favourite podcast platform, Hipuna Kōrero. Aotearoa wiki, this week we're moving from kai to transport. Simon will join us for an overview of our transport advocacy before his song choice of Outlands by Daft Punk as heard on Tron Legacy movie. I'll then be back to talk about how you get started in reducing car trips. Kia ora tātou. my name's Simon Gascoigne and I'm here today from GoEco. I'm going to be talking to you about a few of the things that we're doing at GoEco, um, Mainly in the context of climate change, a lot of our work goes into uh, advocating for um, issues uh, relating to climate change. Slotting in underneath that, um, we have uh, projects on biodiversity, we have projects on energy efficiency, we're going to be looking at doing some rainwater harvesting workshops, uh, and also we do uh, work on transport and transport advocacy, change, uh, advocating for change in, in transport. In looking at our greenhouse gas emissions, 47% of them come from transport. So that's a huge uh, challenge and a huge opportunity at the same time. Uh, a few days ago, the New Zealand Transport Agency released its funding round for the next three years. And it's proposing uh, a large increase in spending, 43% uh, increase in spending on the previous uh, round to a total of $24 billion. Now, back in 2016, the United Nations released a report saying that governments and local governments should be uh, spending about 20% of their uh, transport-related funding on active modes of transport. This is anything that's not in a bus or a car. Well, if we look at our latest transport agency funding proposal... Uh, of this $24 billion, uh, only about 3.7% is going into active transport. So, you know, there's a big challenge and a big opportunity there to improve on that. Now, there's various reasons why they've chosen to uh, uh, do this, of course. Looking uh, at the issue of climate change, well, we've had the Climate Commission reporting back to the government there. Uh, they're going to get back to us in May of next year. That's in line uh, with the timing of the budget. So we hope that there's uh, going to be uh, some big uh, you know, spending considerations in that 
uh, regard. A critical point to note is that, you know, really we have to move forward with the current infrastructure that we have. We still have, you know, the window of opportunity to, to, to change things, but, you know, this is, it's starting to get a little bit tighter. So we have to move, and we have to move now in terms of how we, we change our ways of getting around. We have a number of solutions available uh, in the future, of course. We're going to have some other solutions, uh, things like you know, higher capacity batteries and so forth. Uh, but really, the earlier we start, uh, of course, the better. And um, we, are, we do have a lot of tools available to us right now to uh, um, improve our greenhouse gas emissions. Changing our transport habits is not easy. You know, we've lost... Sorry, we've invested a lot of money in our cars. And, uh, you know, the car is all about convenience and our ability to get from point A to point B uh, at a moment's notice if we want to. Well, in terms of changing our habits, if we are, you know, looking at using a bus or, or biking, uh, it involves a bit more planning. And we have to be prepared to just sit down and, and think and prepare in advance and um, to plan our journeys. You have to take into account the weather, you know, getting all the gear ready. If you're on a bike, you know, high-vis jacket, uh, lights is another one. I always recommend on a bike uh, myself when I'm biking, uh, I always have my lights on during the day. You know, often you'll see this message for car owners. Uh, well, I recommend that for bikes as well, just on the safety uh, side of things. A lot of our effort and, and resource, of course, goes into um, buying cars and, and maintaining cars. And, you know, cars are often parked for up to 95% of the time doing nothing. Uh, some countries have gone down the path of increased EV ownership. Norway, I think, has 54% of their fleet uh, are EVs. And they didn't do it by having car subsidies. They did it just by hiking taxes up to 25% in some cases, I think, you know, <laughs> for an internal combustion engine car. If you look at Project Drawdown, if you go to www.projectdrawdown.org, you'll find a uh, huge project that's gone on trying to work out, you know, what's the, the most effective thing that we can do uh, in terms of effort with the re resulting outcome. And they listed them in, you know, the top 100 things uh, number one comes out wind turbines, the most effective things. Electric cars uh, are further down the list at number 27. Hybrid cars are at number 50. So really, uh, you know, electric cars, uh, as much attention as they receive, are not the most probably effective ways of affecting uh, good climate outcomes. There are uh, battery recycling issues as well, uh, but, you know, a car is so energy intensive to build, uh, you've got the rare earth metals and of course you've got to you know, think about recycling the batteries later on. They do take you know, overall less energy to run uh, uh, in their lifetime than a, um, a petrol car and there's various issues of um, you know, lower maintenance costs and things like that. But perhaps we should really be focusing uh, more of our attention on the concept of car ownership and do we need to actually own a car? Well, it turns out that we do have some options here in New Zealand. We have short-term car hire that's coming available and also we have now car subscriptions. You know, we have to innovate um, and uh, we have to innovate ourselves. So thinking about how we change transport modes, you know, it takes a lot of effort, planning, uh, but 
you know, you can just go jump on a bus and take a, a, a bike ride. In Denmark, 18% of all local trips are done on two wheels. In the Netherlands, it's 27%. All of this with virtually no emissions. In Hamilton, you know, if you want to, want to get into town, it only costs about $2 for a trip. So, you know, by the time uh, you work out, you know, the cost of that, it's actually not looking too bad at all. There's also uh, a new fare cap on the buses. $18 is the maximum amount of uh, total spend uh, for travelling on the bus each week. That's pretty good. I mean, that's a lot cheaper than uh, the petrol and the insurance and the warrant of fitness and registration and the parking costs for a car. Just uh, touching back on the um, NZTA uh, funding, I think the, the City Council here had proposed some cycleway projects here in Hamilton, uh, and it turned out, unfortunately, those were unlikely to get funded. And um, it seems a bit of a shame, uh, seeing that, you know, cycling in the city is a really beneficial thing. We, we do have some cycling projects, uh, you know, like cycling from Hamilton to Cambridge, uh, but these are more re- recreational, and that, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but surely larger benefits could be accrued from funding uh, more cycleways in the city itself. And you know, you have to put them in first, of course. But once they're there, you know, people will use them. And um, you know, it, it, it's very important that this funding happens. Uh, So I hope uh, that moving forward we can uh, achieve these good outcomes for cycleways. And please remember, always wear a high-vis vest and have your lights on during the day. Well, that, I guess, just about wraps it up for me. And um, I'll uh, hand over here and we can chat a bit more sooner or later. (laughs) Thank you very much.
Kia ora and welcome back to Hepuna Korero. That was Simon to give an overview of Go Eco's transport advocacy for the systemic change that is required to make a low carbon future possible. But now I'm going to bring it back to changes each of us can make to reduce the short car trips most of us are making each week. I'm going to base this on the assumption that many of us are working Monday to Friday, perhaps in the central city, and how much of an impact reducing our car use even one day a week may have. Now, September 22nd was Car Free Day. Car Free Day is organised in various cities around the world as a way to get people out of their cars for safer streets, less congestion, a greener environment and of course a reduced fossil fuel demand. And this is not to be confused with car list days. Bit of a diversion here for a moment. Back in the late 1970s, the national government brought in an initiative called Car List Days. This was to reduce demand for petrol as there was an oil shock at the time. Now under the legislation all uh, private vehicle owners um, of petrol driven I should also point out, were required to select one day each a week on which they would not use their car. Various reasons why this didn't succeed. Things like there being a black market for the stickers, or maybe perhaps the vine wasn't big enough if you're caught on a day that wasn't your um, scheduled uh, car free day. Also, to include the fact that most people chose a day that they weren't really using their car anyway. But that aside, I think the idea gives us something to work on today. Again, as we're trying to challenge ourselves to reduce our car use even one day a week. So let's think about some ways that we might make this achievable. First of all, do you have the ability to change how you work? Do you work in a workplace where they encourage or facilitate you to be able to work from home some days a week. Maybe you're not travelling into the office as many times. There are a huge number of benefits to this and we've seen lots of research around the world showing how productivity can still go up uh, despite the fact that we're working less hours. But alongside that, we also have and especially because of the COVID restrictions, more people know um, being able to I guess you're forced into um, figuring out how to work from home and how to set up an office at home, how to jump on online meetings uh, to connect with others. So perhaps one of the ways that we might reduce the number of times we hop in the car for a short car trip or reduce the number of times that we need our car each week is by having a day a week at home. Now while this won't work for everyone, it's certainly food for thought. Coming out of the latest lockdown here in Aotearoa, before we return back into the office at level three, Go Eco as an organisation stopped and thought actually perhaps we could learn from COVID. Perhaps we won't transition all of our team to work from the office again and maybe we'll look at ways to work differently for climate action. It's probably kind of obvious but the most environmentally friendly transport option is walk. So yes walking does take a little bit longer to get to work but if you can do it one day a week how much of a difference could that make and is this one way for you to be able to leave the car at home once a week. Another idea is investigating uh, the possibility of taking the bus once a week, especially if you work in the central city here in Kirikiriroa, because what we know is most um, residential areas around our city, you can get on a bus and be in the central city without having to take a transfer. So this is a really great idea to get us out of the car even one day a week. Just head to Busset's online journey planner, it's at busset.co.nz, or you can use the transit app to find the best way to get to your destination or workplace. 
most of the time. If you have a B card, it will be $2 a trip. So it's super cheap, a lot cheaper than paying for car parking in our central city. And again, it's getting you out of your private vehicle at least once a week. We've been doing a lot of advocacy for improved cycleways around Kirikiriroa and around other cities and towns around the Waikato because we believe cycling is a really awesome and fun way to get to work. It's not just about us making a decision to take the bike to work. There has to be some advocacy as well. So we do that, but we also find ways to support individuals to get on a bike. How do we do that? With our bike hub. So we have a bike hub that's open 10 to 12 every Thursday and Saturday mornings, except the last Saturday of the month when you'll have to go to the Western Community Centre instead. And we have a bike mechanic and volunteers there who will help you fix your bike if it needs it, help you learn how to service your bike to keep it ship shape, and also teach you how to do safety checks to make sure you're always having a safe ride. So that's our bike hub. It's a free service, though we do appreciate a koha for the work, but we think teaching skills will help you keep you on your bike, more motivated to bike, but also keeps you from sending your bike to landfill and buying another one, which we know, you know, from time to time you can do if you think it's beyond repair. So if you've got a bike at home with a flat a puncture, if your chain keeps slipping off, if your gears changes aren't working, bring it into the bike hub 10 till 12, Thursday till Saturday and Jacob or one of our volunteers will be able to help you out. Some other tips to help get you on your bike is to map your journey first. You can head to the Hamilton City Council's website and look up Hamilton Bike Map and it can show you where our existing bike routes are. It's always best if it's going, if you're not a confident cyclist to test out that ride first um, and perhaps the best time to do that is in the weekend where it's a little bit quieter. There are lots of gaps in that map so you may have a great soccer ride for a while then you're interrupted by cars or infill or it just doesn't quite connect. We are getting there and we do need your help with advocacy to ungap that map. Biking's also cheaper so if you're interested in saving money getting on your bike or walking or actually even taking a bus is a really cheap way to get to and from work so that's another incentive for you to try to keep the car at home. One final thing on the bike hub. Well, I can't tell you too much right now. There are some really cool plans in place for Kitty Kitty Roa Hamilton. We will be collaborating with another bike advocate. Now, I don't want to tell you too much, but stay tuned to the Go Eco face page for an announcement very soon. So in this time, we've sort of summed up some of the ways that you could leave your car at home, even one day a week, uh, because that one day a week can make a huge impact collectively on reducing emissions and congestion and pollution and all of those things that we know we need less of. So do you think you can give it a go? Look at whether or not you need to be in the office every day of the week. Could you work from home? Could you walk to work? Could you leave a little bit of extra time at the start of the day and the end of the day to be able to walk? Can you investigate bus use? When was the last time that you were on a bus? Can we help you get back on your bike by helping you fix up one that you've got sitting in the garage? And finally, and finally, there are other options that I haven't even mentioned today. Rideshare, car share, scooters. I'm just hoping it started to tweak your inspiration and ideas for how, again how you can keep your car at home one day a week to start. Because I can assure sure you, I think you'll pretty quickly find that it's not that hard. It's saving you money, giving you that bit of exercise that we all need for our well-being and it's reducing emissions at the same time. So why wouldn't you give it a go? Kete Fokaronga Mai Kwehi Puna Korero, a show hosted by Go Eco Wakato. Today you've heard from Simon talking about transport advocacy and I've shared with you things to think about if you're going to reduce your trips in the car even one day a week. 
My song choice is Railway Lines from Anthony Tonnen. Anthony Tonnen is Whanganui-based singer-songwriter who tends to write about um, local government and, and reflect on actions or inaction as the case may be. So enjoy. They're electrifying the train lines Putting public art on the bridges And it's just the sort of thing You've been riding in for John just giggles on his saucer He's visiting from Australia Come home for a cup of tea And to borrow your car You say, son, watch your speed on the main street They should have kept in the crossing They've turned walkers into targets out there Still it seems better now Out doing the rounds for the shopping Small brothers are appearing again Selling flowers out Attracting smiles from the cafe You check your hair in the window glass And like John says You really do look better now you're all the way gray Always wanted to be a wise old man When you ran for council They called you a frustrated librarian Their money from developers, their people at the papers They turned your own family against you Still you didn't hold it against the kids when they begged to move away Cause you were born before the motorway system
Waikato Waikato Environment Centre are a not-for-profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai, transport and enterprise projects. You can find out more about our work on social media, Goeco Waikato, by heading to our website, goeco.org.nz, or better yet, pop in 188 Commerce Street, Frankton, Hamilton. If you would like to hire the space, contact Sandra in our shop. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tērā i huama. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.